Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Here We Sew Again, the podcast where three sewists from different backgrounds discuss all things sewing. I'm Kate Zynard. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today on the podcast, we are talking about how we challenge ourselves to grow and improve our sewing practice. Then we'll each share some sew inspo. Before we jump in, though, how are y'all doing? I'm doing good. I'm leaving on my trip. We were just talking about it before we pressed record. Leaving on my trip in uh, just over a week and getting a little nervous about that. Lots of uh, travel nerves happening, but uh, hopefully I'll pull it all together. Can I get in your suitcase oh. and stow away? <laughs> um, please. Um, sure, but where am I going to put my clothes? Yeah, it's true. It will cramp your travel capsule. Why don't, why don't you just dress Amanda in all your clothes that you're going to wear? Yes. <laughs> And then, and then yeah, and then put her in my suitcase. Okay, well let's let's uh, do some measurements after we're done, and see if uh, if that's going to work out. <laughs> oh, all joking aside, your trip sounds amazing. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite the the experience for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here. Basically, it's uh, it's a long one. It's like 21 days long, and wow, that is. That is a long trip. It is a really long trip. And I don't know that we're ever going to be anywhere where there's a washing machine. So I am full on like taking basically my entire wardrobe on this trip just to make sure I've got clothes for every day. And tied to go sticks. Those save me on trips. Even just like trips over to my friend's house. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. It's, no, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take trip. I'm going to take some laundry detergent so I can wash some stuff out in the sink. And yeah. Stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. So, uh, so yeah, my entire wardrobe going with me. 
to Europe. <laughs> oh, you're going to miss your cats. I'm going to miss Have you been away from them so this long much. in a while or before? Not uh not this long. We were away from them Aww. in uh when we did our Vienna trip for about 2 weeks. Mm. Um but yeah, it's going to be really hard. But my mom's going to be looking after them and she's I'm oh, sure she'll send us lots of pictures and yeah, yeah, knowing that they have somebody who loves them to come and and take care of them. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when Julie and I, we, we were in Europe, I think it was a couple of years ago, um, or many years ago, not many years ago, but um, when we went to Italy and Poland, like so many nights we would just lay and we would just look at pictures of like our rabbits, like we, and we would just like miss them <laughs> yeah. so much and like ask for like the funny sitter, like send us photo, like you'd like, you, you do miss them so much. I know. You totally and you think do. about you think about their little furry selves and how much you want to hug I them. I know. My my so mom much. always says when she, they drop their little, uh, my friends have a ador- adorable little pug. And my mom goes, oh, when we drop Louie off at the borders, I always think, does he know we're coming back for him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, and last time we took we took Maggie and Romulus to my mom's house and she kept took care of them there. Um, which must have been very traumatizing for them as well because they've been yeah. moved to a new place and then we left. Right. At least here yeah. they'll be staying at home and, and we always have come back. So um but yes, yeah, she she has her own cat now, so she doesn't want to introduce two new cats into the household this time. So Oh, good idea. Yeah. So he'll be they'll be staying at home. Um She'll be coming over and giving Romulus's insulin twice a day because she's a great mom. Wow. Yeah. That is great. Aww. 21 days. I just can't I fathom. Yeah. You're going to have a blast. I am. I am. But I also, yeah. yeah, that's a long time to be traveling. Where do you fly into? Barcelona. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, well, I've never seen it, but I will. So yeah, we we yeah, fly into Barcelona. We spend a couple days there, then we'll go to um, we'll get on the ship and do a bunch of stops in Rome and Montenegro and Greece, and then we end up in. Uh, did I say Rome? I meant Italy, and then we end up in Rome, and then we'll spend a couple days in Rome, mm. take a train to Venice for a couple days, and then we come home. Oh, so nice. Mm. Yeah. I know wow. we're just, you can tell Amanda I'm and I so are just so jealous. jealous. I know. <laughs> we're just like, and then what? And then Yeah, what? I know. I know. We're living I'm, vicariously uh, through you. Totally, well, totally. If it makes you feel any better, once I'm done with this, Mark's not going to have any more PTO for like a billion years. So uh, I'm not going to be able to do any more <laughs> adventuring for a long time. <laughs> it's a big blowout. Oh. Yeah, that's how it works sometimes. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure you'll make the most of it. Um, Well, shall we hop in to our first little mini segment? Yes, let's do it. Cover. Let's cover. So, what's new? What new things have you seen that are inspiring? New designers, new patterns, anything at all? Um, Kate, I know you have something on your list. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was not going to actually have a pattern for today, but I got an email, I think, yesterday from Tasudi Fabrics. Um, who are in Australia, and so they were, um, they were sending out an email about their uh, new spring fabrics that are coming in, and all these beautiful um, rayon prints that were just 
gorgeous. So I was going to talk about those, but then I went to the website to just look at them and drool over them a little bit. And I saw that they also had a new pattern release Um, and I checked it out and it's really cute. It's called the Malia skirt and it's designed for knits. It's a midi A-line skirt and it is super cute. It has a little dip on the back hem, Um, nothing huge, just a little bit to give a little visual interest. And it is it's so folly, actually. I'm I'm kind of surprised they released it at this time of year for them um, because it looks like such a perfect little fall skirt. Um, you know, it's the kind that's perfect with booties and tights. And um, I think it must be really comfortable because generally knit skirts are. And um, yeah, I'm all over that skirt. I think it's real cute. It's so simple, but so yes. like elegant and cute like it's you could sew like five of these in a day like easy. yeah totally they they it, it does it looks really easy I bet you could do almost all of it on a serger um oh yeah and, and yeah it's really cute oh that's so cute I'm just envisioning like a sweatshirt fabric too like you could make like a sweatshirt oh, a yes. sweatshirt skirt in this it is a good find Kate that's so cute thanks um, I might need to be adding this to my wardrobe. I literally wore a skirt today. It was um big outing to Costco, so I put on my <laughs> silk skirt. <laughs> sometimes you gotta. Um, sometimes you just have to. You know, sometimes you just gotta. Um, but yeah, so I've been loving skirts lately and I wanna start getting some for fall. And I think, yeah, this pattern would be perfect. Yeah, I forget about skirts when it gets colder, and I don't know why. Especially, I feel like a knit skirt is kind of dreamy. Yeah. I love a knit skirt. Mm -hmm. And you can even, it doesn't look like it has pockets, but you could totally add, like, inseam pockets to this. super Mm -hmm. easy. Totally. Mm -hmm. Or, like, cute patch pockets. Or this style would suit more, like, inseam pockets, I would think. Um, I think so. Yeah, super cute. So cute. Yes, cute, cute. And speaking of cute, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I can't take credit for this find. I was, uh, it was brought to my attention by my uh, my friend Sadie Fox Metter, who recently actually joined the team over with us at uh, So Daily. Uh, so she's working with uh, with me at So Daily and So New. So that's super fun. But she was like Meg. Have you seen the new named clothing jumpsuit? I was like, no. And I was, I thought I saw they were released a new pattern, but I'm like, oh, it just looks like a dress. It looks like a dress from the front, but it is like a jumpsuit. It's called the Hallie Wrap jumpsuit, and it is the coolest pattern. I, I love it. Oh, it that is really cool. is so cute. I know. Isn't oh my it gosh, so it looks cute? so comfy. I know. It's like the comfort of sweat. Like, I mean, not sweatpants, sweatpants. I mean, you could make it in sweatpants fabric, but like the comfort of pants with like the look yeah, like, of like a wrap skirt. Big, it, wide, yeah. big, wide like yes. pants. They, oh my gosh, this looks so, this might turn me to jumpsuits, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> After all this time, this might be what turns me to jumpsuits. Uh, yeah, and there is like a dress variation. It looks like they have like a different sleeve, like a longer sleeve with a gathered in kind of uh, sleeve hemline. But I mean, this pattern is just so cool and I really like it. Um, and I think I need a million of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. Lovely. Hey, great I'm also, find. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm also digging there. Um, I don't know if it's silly blouse, silly blouse, probably silly blouse and dress um, with that cool little oh, yeah. detail in the front and the pin tuck on the sleeves. I felt, I don't know, have they, uh, did they go for a little bit of time without releasing patterns? It seems, it seemed like they did and then all of a sudden they were back. And then, yeah. And I love no. all of their new ones. Or maybe yeah, it's, it it's probably like me. It. Hmm. Probably me, but mm-hmm. really lovely new collection. Oh man, I yeah, wish I had time um, to make one of these before my trip. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good tra- this is a good travel one for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I might need to whip one up. I'm going away. Not as exciting as Kate's it uh <laughs> European vacation. Uh Julian and I are going to uh Buffalo, New York for, <laughs> for mm-hmm. a weekend. So I know we were joking. I was like, I don't want to sew for it. And Amanda's like, what? You're not making a capsule collection? For your- <laughs> the Buffalo <laughs> capsule. <laughs> I really think you should. I like, know. Now I'm like, li- like this is how prints. much podcasting can change. Literally, like ten minutes ago when we started, I was like, oh, like sewing, blah. Like, <laughs> I saw that skirt. I was like, that skirt seems like approachable and doable. Like I think I can actually do it. But oh, I could at least- yeah, and good for travel. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have some lime um, green knit fabric? <laughs> do <Probably>. I? <laughs> <laughs> Which shade of lime green? <laughs> Which shade? Which type of knit? Which? <laughs> uh, I do have like this. It's like um, it's like a thick French cherry olive Ooh. green, and I think Ooh. that I think that could be. I think I want to make that in that skirt. That would be really yeah, cute. Yeah, that could be really mm-hmm. nice. Olive and green I might is not have enough. Yeah, but I might not have enough. But I think I have. Um, like some other fabrics for some French cherries. And so you could easily stripe that. Like could, totally. that would be so cool color blocked too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, great, great new patterns. Now I'm just like shop on. Now, now I'm actively <laughs> online shopping. <laughs> Maybe what I'll do is I'll look at the oh. fabric requirement for the jumpsuit and I'll be like, okay, that's what I'm looking for. Yes. While I'm in Europe, I'm going to look for, a fabric to make this jumpsuit out. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good idea. Kate. I like that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, or I'll just randomly grab mm-hmm. all the fabrics I see I like. We'll see which way it goes. Or I'll do both. Yeah. Both. Or you could. Both. Yeah. Or you could cut it out and hand sew it together during your trip. On the trip. <laughs> By the end, you'll have. It. <laughs> By the end, on my last day, I'm wearing it on the plane. On your last I hand day. sew this in Europe. <laughs> That'd be a good souvenir. It would be a good souvenir. I just don't know if I'm going to have that much downtime. No, I know. Yeah. Um. Well, y'all, shall we hop into our main, main segment? Yes. Yes, we should. After all of that inspiration? For sure. I mean, our our topic isn't isn't just shopping online and talking about... I mean, it could be. I know. We need an episode for that. Just like... we could talk for hours about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, on to our main segment officially. 
Sometimes it's easy to get stuck in a sewing rut, making your favorites over and over, both because you love them and because you're used to them. And of course, we're all for the TNT patterns over here. But sometimes you just want to do something different, maybe test your skills a little. So let's talk about how we challenge ourselves to step outside our comfort zones. So to get us started, one of the things I want to just check in with everybody, what isn't challenging for you? What is your comfort zone? I I mean, I am I was thinking about your intro. I'm a TNT sewer just over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that those are very simple patterns. Sometimes those are button ups like those don't scare me the way that they used to. Um, and also I was thinking about not only like the pattern type or the textile itself, but thinking about like fabric prints or solids or stripes, things like that. Cause I feel like that's another mm. way to consider challenging yourself. And that is something I'm not very good at. Um, so I would say that I'm very comfortable with solids and stripes and I tend to, I feel like I've come become pretty predictable and I don't think that's bad because, you know, it's good to have a look and like know what you like, but it's good to break out every once in a while too. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. How about you, Meg? I think you're most comfortable sewing things that many people would feel I mean, of all of us, I think that your comfort zone includes some stuff that for us wouldn't yeah, be in I, there. I I would think like my comfort zone is really anything wearable. Like I, pretty much any garment, like I'm comfortable sewing. Like I was thinking about this, like Julian and I were talking about um, like making slip covers for our couch. And I'm like, that's not really my, co-. like I, yeah. w- I want to do that, but like mm-hmm. anything that goes on me or like you can wear is my comfort zone. But when I like get outside of that, um, it's, it's where it's not. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's yeah. Good point. That's yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and for me, I've got, I've got my, my, kind of simple basics down I'm a big fan of um, tank tops or little short sleeve shirts um, sometimes even long sleeve shirts Um, but usually ones with simple necklines not a lot of like I don't have any issue with darts I'm perfectly comfortable with darts Um, but yeah usually usually very basic stuff is is where I stay Um, not because I can't move on but because it's just it's so nice to be able to make something simple and quick and and uh, be able to wear it the next day. And, and I really like that. I also have some random comfort zones. Like um, I am not intimidated by corsets because mm, I have yeah. done that before. The only reason I don't do it now is A, I don't really need to wear any corsets. And B, it's uh, a little hard to get your hands on the right um boning yeah well but not just boning but like the like the busks and just the various equipment you need oh. to sew a, mm-hmm. a a corset uh correctly so um and uh, you know i can do it i i can find that find them on the internet and order them but i've never really had a reason to but you know if somebody's like hey i need you to make me a corset i'll be like okay that's fine 
I'm not intimidated by those of all things. So cool. It's just, I need you to make me a corset (laughs) (laughs) by tomorrow. That's well, I don't know about by tomorrow, but yeah, we could talk, we could talk about Meg. I can make you a corset if you want me to. Um, it, I'm assuming it'll be lime green, obviously. Naturally. Why would you think that? (laughs) Because I know you. So presumptuous. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've met you once. (laughs) Um, I know even, it's so funny, even strangers know my favorite colors, lime green. Like they just know, like they're, they just see everything. Like even I pull up my wallet and my wallet's like out of my green purse, out of my wallet. And my, this and that, it's just funny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Kate, something you were saying about like, really loving basics and kind of sticking mm-hmm. to that. I feel like I I go through this conversation with myself probably once a year and I'm like start to feel bad for not making more complicated pieces and I it always comes back to like I make things that I want to wear and I don't mm-hmm. want to wear overly complicated pieces. That's not yes. something I shop for. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not looking for like princess seam, everything like super fitted. That's not really, that's not really my style. So, I mean, I, at, while I do think it's good to, you know, as I said, get out of your comfort zone, like, I don't know, don't, don't feel bad if you're doing what is comfortable for you and it's what, is like get making you feel fulfilled Um, right and and no please please understand that this conversation we're having is about if you want to challenge yourself if you want absolutely past what you're doing then this Uh is some ways to think about it or to inspire yourself to do it but if you're perfectly happy sewing your basics sew your basics live your best life um i i mean that's mostly what i do um but sometimes it's interesting to think about, you know, what is a little bit more challenging for you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, what you find more challenging, what what you've done or have tried to do. Um, for me, I, I find collars a little challenging, not super challenging. I can do collars, but I always, I, I kind of... I have to be in the mood to make something with a collar mm-hmm. on it because it's going to take more. It's going to take extra work. It's going to take extra concentration. Um, it, and that's just a tiny thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a, di- it's it's a stumbling block. Yeah. <laughs> stumbling. Yeah. Things with interfacing can that's be a, a stumbling block. Um, yeah. it, I mean, even little things like that. And um, mm-hmm. I, for me, fitting is, is very hard. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, uh, you may recall if you listen to uh, So and Tell that I tried a couple of years ago to make myself a pants sloper and kind of stalled out halfway through because I got the sloper ma- drafted and made and then I could not figure out the right steps to take to adjust it the way I needed to adjust it because that is, I mean, that's an expertise knowing how to, Oh yeah. The order to do things and, and how to fix certain problems. And, um, and yeah, I, I stalled out on that and I haven't, I haven't gone back to it because I, I don't know what to do with it. Um, so yeah, I run into little stumbling blocks, um, like that. And then sometimes it's just something like, um, the Trina, 
uh, shirt and dress from Victory Patterns I made uh, for a wrap dress feature a couple of years ago. But that was a um, that pattern was just a little bit complicated because of the way it kind of combines the idea of the open sleeves of the kimono with the wrap dress and the way the um, uh-huh. the wraps came through to or not the wraps the um, sash came through to hold it closed and stuff and it required some concentration um, and I I felt like okay this is a little bit more more detailed and complicated than I usually sew um, but I enjoyed it it was good and I loved the final product so how about you guys what what are some things you find more challenging Meg I would say yeah just kind of like home deck things and like quilting and just things that I can't try mm-hmm. on and I've made before and like I you know um stuff like that like I'm really really wanting to sew like an actual like full queen size quilt for a bed that isn't just like squares <laughs> I'm like right. mm-hmm. <laughs> I you know actually putting like the blocks together with points and cor- like make like um, making like the quilt top and then working with like free motion. I was just doing some testing when I was making my quilted jacket. I'm like, oh, well, I was tried free motion. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to do vertical stripes for now. <laughs> but, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. And um, yes. yeah, so I find like those, that's just kind of challenging uh, for me, uh, just kind of stepping out and working with a new kind of thing and also certain fabrics I find challenging like chiffon like oh like I love chiffon and I hate working with it I know I know Um, never again (laughs) yeah yeah and even like uh leather too we're actually mm-hmm. uh we're filming an upcoming sew along like making a leather purse with like real leather and so i um i got some to make myself a purse. i'm just kind of intimidated like i haven't yeah. worked with like real leather in such a long time um and so it's just kind of it's just been challenging for me and i'm scared because it's like it's expensive and you don't want right. to like it's 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 not like you can just like order another yard of it you know it's like a one of a kind yeah. you know uh like literally a piece of the animal like you just kind of into like you want to make every little square it's really count uh so that's that's kind of challenging for me too just certain fabrics and things that I don't I don't wear but yeah how about you Amanda um well I was thinking back through kind of the more challenging things I've done and like kind of thinking about those milestones and I think jeans was a big one for me um, bathing suit was another where I really kind of leaned in. Um, I, I need to make some more jeans and I have been putting it off. I just, I think that's kind of like you were saying about collars, Kate, like I have to be in the mood. They're Uh so not hard, but I just have to be in the mood. Um, so, and I think, um, touching on what you guys mentioned as well, um, challenge for me usually means fit or fabric. Um, I did have a, a little run there a couple of months ago, kind of earlier in the spring where I was 
just going for it with my drapey fabrics because I get them and then they sit in my stash and I don't sew them. Um, so, but I, but I leaned in and I, um, I worked through some of them and that I felt really accomplished. Um, working with prints is really challenging for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like every time I do it, like I did, I made, I don't even think I've ever shared a picture of my cat pants that I made. Um, they were no, not, you I, haven't, I know. And I want to see terrible because Ruby has a matching cat skirt. Um, so we need to get some pictures, but I just, um, I loved it, had to have it and then don't reach for them again. So maybe it's more about wearing them than sewing them. Um, I've still got a wool coat on my list of things I need to, I've never sewn. Like I literally mm. bought a pattern, printed it out, realized it was like 120 pages or something ridiculous mm -hmm. and was like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, and gave up yeah. like immediately. It was terrible. Um, and then I think like designing is part of what I find challenging, but also have kind of been leaning into, especially with kind of launching my little side hustle business um, with Pop of Neutral. But I think that's another way to like challenge yourself. As you know, you go a little bit further with pattern hacks or fabric combinations, or it uh -huh. just as you kind of put more of your own personal mm -hmm. touch on things. I think that that yeah. is a really, a really nice way to kind of challenge yourself and grow as a sewist maybe. And that's so funny that you, that you find designing challenging because you do, you do do so much of it, so much with your, your various patchworks yeah. and all mm -hmm. of your hacks. I mean, you are constantly redesigning things. And so I would never yeah. have thought that that was something that, that you would list as a challenge. You know, it's, it's a challenge, but it's also right by now it's like, it feels like second nature and I have a hard time not, or I have a hard time following the rules for a pattern. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always putting my own spin on it, but I think. Um, I think it's more of like the, just all the decision-making that you have to do and also the second guessing that I sometimes do when I'm designing yeah. things like that is a challenge, totally different kind of challenge. Um, of course, but, and then, you know, by the end of that, I'm like, I'm just going to make this thing in plain fabric and follow the instructions and take a breather mm -hmm. <laughs> from making a ton of decisions. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I've done more uh, recently. Nice. Mm -hmm. I thought of another challenging thing that I find very challenging to do. It's sewing for other people. Like even just sewing for like I've made him some things, but it's it's sometimes it is it is challenging because you also just really want to like have it in their mind that they're getting this something cool and custom. It needs to be perfect. And but I'm yeah, just like right. I'm just like self conscious when I sew for other people. Um, I don't know. I find that really challenging. Um, so even like with what you're doing, like, like just sewing stuff like to sell, like I would find that very <laughs> challenging. It's, like just, it's, <laughs> it is challenging. And I, I think that's, that's true. I, I think it may be even like these pieces that I'm making, I will like sell and not like see them again, which is 
kind of sad. Maybe I'll see my friend around town. Um, but with when you're sewing for a family member, it's almost it's a little bit more intense, and I feel it less is. intense about you know what I'm doing than yeah. like if I sew for my kids, if I sew for Billy, like are they, they actually like it? Yeah. Are they actually going to wear it? Or are they just going to try to be nice? Ruby has done this several times recently where she's like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And then she never wears it. Um, (laughs) So, you know, she's, she's 10. It's getting complicated, but I, I understand that very much, Meg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm actually going to change the order of my questions that I warned you guys about here. Um, because I think that, that for me, I kind of wanted to answer this question when I was doing my, my last answer. How do you feel after, when and after you're working on a challenge project? Hmm. Depends on how it goes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like crying or elated. <laughs> Nothing in between. Um. I definitely, like, when I, if I'm working on something and it's, yeah, challenging in whatever way, I have a hard time cutting it off, like, until I find a resolution. So Mm -hmm. I have to, like, get through the problem and then, and get on the other side and then I can hit a stopping point. Whereas I think sometimes it would actually be better if I would just pause in the moment stop, mm. walk away, and then come back later with just a fresh perspective. But I, I am a, like kind of a power through kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I guess I've learned that about myself. And see, I'm just the opposite. If I yeah. hit something that's really frustrating me and I can't, and I'm, and I'm like, what, what, what do I do with this? I don't know what to do with this. I will stop and I'll walk away and I'll, I'll think it over and I'll, I'll, you know, think about some other things, but I'll also just like kind of let it percolate in my brain. And then when I come back, I'm usually ready to tackle it and I've got a plan. Um, and that, that is how I need to function in order to get through a, um, something that's, that's getting in my way. Um, for sure. And I've had to do that a couple of times with my latest project, actually. Um, I talked in the last one about um, sewing a, a Bridgerton style dress out of a old oh, wedding oh, dress yeah. that I had access to. And after I pulled it all apart, I realized I didn't have enough fabric for the bodice um, unless I went into the skirt, which of course I didn't want to do because I want the skirt for the skirt. And so it took me a long time to figure out how I was going to fix that problem, how I was going to get the bodice completely made. So, um, yeah, it took me several days of, of rethinking different options. Um, but I think I've got it all figured out now and it's going to be great. Um, in the meantime, uh, the other way I feel is I usually feel, um, like I'm concentrating really hard. Um, like I'm having to put more of myself into what I'm doing. Um, when I'm working on a project that's more complicated, um, you know, maybe the podcast turns off and I have to work in silence so that I can really concentrate on what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. But then when I'm done, that's the best part because then you're like, yeah, I did it. And it is awesome. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. Yeah. Maybe sometimes it's not so awesome. And maybe sometimes you do something really challenging and then you go to wear it and you're like, I don't actually like this. This sucks. Um, and you move on with your life, but at the same time, 
completing something that is extra that that takes extra concentration, extra um, mental energy, even em- extra emotional energy. It's always so satisfying to me. Absolutely, uh-huh. I I feel the same way. I mean, there's nothing that kind of beats that feeling, and I. I think about that now too when I mean I've got several like sewing milestones left and as we've talked about like different ways to challenge myself but like do you remember like the early days of sewing when like everything you made felt like a victory and like the best thing ever <laughs> mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what it feels like when you kind of hit a sewing milestone or you make jeans and they fit or even yeah. if they don't fit but they look like you know, professional or whatever. Um, it's really nice to kind of experience that exhilaration again, especially mm-hmm. if you've been sewing for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I get that feeling when I like fix a mistake or something. When yeah. I like cover up like an accidental work like, through something. it. Yeah. yeah. There's like, yeah. Um, but I was thinking about like the question, like, how do you feel when you're working on a challenging project? I'm like, I, I almost like don't know because I haven't started any other ones that I'm feeling like challenging. Uh, yeah, I'm scared to like, Same. like, because I'm when it comes to crafting, I don't like when I'm not good at or good at something or it just doesn't click yeah. for me. Um, it's different when I it comes to like games and sport. I'm not competitive. Like if I'm not good at a sport, like uh, whatever, I'm not competitive. If I'm not winning a game or something, but what kind of comes to like sewing something or creating something, I like will be so angry with if I like I don't like do it well or do it good. And like so, I just haven't even started any of my like challenging projects yet. <laughs> so, but well, that's perfect oh, well. because that leads us <laughs> into our next question is how do you inspire yourself, or I guess in our case, inspire Meg, to sew something more challenging? Um, Amanda. I'm, I feel like I'm probably kind of in a rut about this, you know, the challenging thing. And I, I was thinking back to an episode of Sew and Tell when we were talking about kind of pandemic sewing and how, mm-hmm. like, I remember feeling scared to take on any challenges because I just needed sewing to be fun and mm-hmm. easy and kind of quick gratification. And honestly, I don't know that I've really switched out of that. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, I guess it's not where I look to in my life for a challenge because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's more relaxing and gratifying and Um, so I've really, I feel like I've been avoiding challenges for the most part. Um, but I was thinking about, there's a, there's a couple questions later on about that. I was thinking about specifically because of my experience with roller skating and being kind of a new person in the hobby and thinking about how that was really different from where I am in sewing. But I was like, one of the things people do in, in skating a lot is take classes. And I feel like I've really kind of lost track there and like a fun um sewing class I w- I've actually been thinking about kind of reaching out past my sewing hobby because I need more hobbies um and doing some weaving like because y'all know oh! I like those nubby textures mm-hmm. and stripes um I went on a 
a Craigslist bender there for a minute and I was looking at used weaving looms and got some information, got some <gasps> input from people online. And I don't know, I, I, when will I do this hobby? I have no idea, but <laughs> I, but it, you know, it ties in with sewing and, but it's not sewing per se. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and honestly, sorry, that was a, that was a bit of a ramble. No, that's okay. Um, I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking sewing, you know, already sewing is, is partially business for you now. And Mm -hmm. so if you need a mental break from that sort of thing, it's nice to have something else in a similar vein. Um, because you know, you've got, obviously you've got your skating or whatever, but if you just need something to sit (laughs) and do quietly in in a room away from people, like away from your kids and stuff. I mean, weaving yeah. would be a great, a great, basically escape from, escape from the, the thing that you feel is a, is a responsibility and not just yeah. a hobby. You know, I, I feel great about sewing right now. Again, like catch me in six months, ask me about it with regards to the business, but someone online on, on Instagram, one of my friends who had kind of been tracking my business pursuits said the same thing like if she has to sew for you know her job then she finds herself reaching for other crafts as her like mm-hmm. downtime thing so I think it makes a lot of sense um so yeah we'll see I'm thinking about it Absolutely. research stage yes think about how much money you'll save you know this expensive woven fabric <laughs> <laughs> I mean I haven't I haven't woven a single thing in my life, so we'll see how far I get. Also, <laughs> yeah. I think that it takes a lot of time and I don't I don't know if I'm that patient anymore, but maybe that'll be a good maybe that'll be a good thing for me to balance out my other mm-hmm. hobbies. Yeah. For sure. Well, when I want to be inspired to st- take on a challenge or even when I don't want to be inspired to take on a challenge um this podcast you too mm-hmm. you uh-huh. are always inspiring me to do things that I don't usually do like um this this project that I'm working on this Bridgerton dress is um a, I mean it's like a historical style project to begin with but it's also an upcycle you know that thing that I don't really do very much that we talked about in a couple episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's it like it, you guys you just always you always get me wanting to try new things and sometimes I'm not sometimes I don't like I still haven't sewn a swimsuit and I don't really think I'm going to any, anytime soon but um but yeah I get a lot of inspiration from this right here um another Another way I get inspired, or I don't as much anymore, but I used to, um, was looking at the Berta Style magazines, actually, because mm. we'd always get them in the office, and I'd flip through, and I'd see stuff that I liked, and then I wanted to try to make for myself, and uh-huh. Berta Style is not as simple as um, some pattern yeah. companies. Um, they kind of assume you start with a, with a higher yeah. sewing level than most pattern companies Uh do and so um that has always been a a good way to start me on something you know that I haven't done before or that is put together in a different way than I'm used to um 
I feel like there's a third thing and I can't remember what it is. So um, I'm not going to worry about it. But uh, Meg, do you have anything that helps you inspire yourself? Um, I assign myself a task to do like through work to do. I'm like, I'm going to nice. make this project for this and then I have to do it. <laughs> like for the leather bag like it's like a so and I, I already committed I'm like I'm gonna do like a Meg's for like a tip video for this bag and so I have I mean I made it a part of my job so now right. I have to do it and that's how I inspire that's smart and I like yeah. it yeah yeah and then for you know um and I want to incorporate more like home decor so like just and you know I'm just inspiring myself through even the couch julie and i are like we need, we want a new couch but like we you know they're so expensive and like i'm just looking at i'm like well i'll save so much money making like washable slip covers because bubby's been getting a little lazy and pooping on the couch lately Bubby, <laughs> i know he's getting too comfy in his new home <laughs> um yeah and then again for the for the quilt i'm like I've already like kind of putting feelers out to, to the quilting community and the company I work for being like, let's do a series. Meg's first quilt. And then I'm like, I have to do it. Like, so that's yes. what inspires me. So you're just yes. like creating accountability for yourself. Exactly. I, I need great. accountability. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And then once no, I'm doing great. it, like, yeah. And then once I'm doing it, I'm good, but it's hard to like inspire, like, you know, I don't know. Um, but I, I need to just think about my, like when, the daunting process of sewing 10 wool fully lined Berta style coats. I did that and they are amazing. And so um, if I can do that, I can do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you I can. can do make yes, a quilt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk so, about uh, collars. How many notch collars and shawl collars oh, and Lord. any kind of collars? <laughs> Well, I couldn't, I couldn't do it though. There are, I have thought about making a a wool coat before as well, but I haven't quite, I haven't quite got the, uh, Uh the inspiration up for that one. But um, I want to ask, is there anything that's so intimidating that you have no intention of doing it yourself? I think the one on my list is bras. And I don't even know that I'm intimidated. I think it's more like it just seems so fiddly and it requires, you know, if you're going to do like a full like wired bra, you need a lot of specialty uh, materials. And I feel like that kind of stops me before I even start. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I think that's that's the one thing I'm sure there's more, but that was the one thing that came to mind. Mm-hmm. I would think shoes for me, like I like it's I don't know, because I would want to make like a really cool like heel or something. And yeah. I just I I don't know. It just seems like very out of my L and like um tools that would hurt me. No, <laughs> I already have. I literally <laughs> have a bruise, a huge bruise growing out of my thumbnail because while filming the Berta course, I was hammering in like. I'm just oh, a dainty no. eyelet for a, like a, I was making a rain jacket and I whacked my thumb. I was like, I can oh. only, I don't think I could literally physically survive a shoot. No tools. 
<laughs> no toast for you. Oh, it was, yeah. The, once the nail polish wore out, like, there's a big bruise that's gross. Uh, it was, yeah. I'm just mad oh. that they didn't catch it on camera. It was, like, off camera. I'm like, oh, that oh. at least it could have made a fun blooper. Oh, right. 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 Uh, but I will say, I know you both talked about coat. Like, I will say, like, sewing ten, like, ten of them is obviously a lot. But actually, they're not as hard, like, as you think. Like, mm-hmm. the shells and the linings come together so easy. You don't need to surge all your seams. It goes pretty fast. You don't have to think about yeah. finishing your seams. You don't have to worry about what it looks like inside. It's all line. Like, it's actually not as hard, like, as you see. Like, I sewed a full one in, like, an afternoon. Like, a full wool coat with lining in an afternoon. Like, it, I, I was actually surprised how, like, less daunting they were after making so many samples of them mm. even like my first couple ones so I will say right. that <laughs> good to well, know that's yeah. one of those things that like kind of freaks me out is like full linings um and it shouldn't and yet it somehow does um I I don't know that I'd say that I'd never do it I think I'm with Amanda on the I'm just not going to try with the bras. Like maybe yeah. a bralette. Oh maybe, yeah. But bralette. like the full on bra, mm-hmm. it's just not. Well, and, and like a full pair of like riveted a flat felt jeans just does not sound like fun to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I totally appreciate that. I think both of you have made those or are going to make those soon, but um, I'm just like, if I'm going to make jeans, I'm probably going to make some pretty simple ones without all of the fancy doohickeys on them. And I'm not going to do it until I figure out a pattern that's going to fit my weird shaped body. Um, so that's kind of where I, I'm standing on that one. Um, yeah. For je- for jeans, for me, I think it came down to, and it's still this way, that I would rather make my own jeans than shop for them because shopping mm. for jeans is just uh-huh. like terrible as far yes. as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Well, Not and I haven't take- gone shopping for jeans since before the pandemic. So yeah, I might change my mind next time I have to do that. Well, do you have a pair of jeans in your wardrobe that you like the fit of? Like they fit you perfect? Mm, not perfect. No. Not perfect, but like Pretty well close. and like – yeah, because you can just get the pattern off of those jeans. In theory. Yeah. It's actually That's... not that hard. Like, I, t- no, uh, I totally I believe you. On- yeah. But I've never done just it. Just saying. It's- yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's actually, it's, it's, it is pretty easy. If, if you wanted, if, if finding a pattern is a deterrent of your jeans journey <laughs> then <laughs> uh you could have one right in your closet all you need is a clear garbage bag and a sharpie and some pins <laughs> okay well yeah. um that sounds less intimidating um and that's a great tip meg thank you and it leads me mm-hmm. right into my final question or not final question second to final question uh do we have any tips and tricks for approaching something challenging um for me, um, you've both both said it, I think, a couple of times. I think that that is a class is a great way yeah. to approach something yeah. that you're worried about, especially if you can do it in person with a teacher who can just walk you through all of the little details. Um, but an online class is great, too, because if you've got somebody taking you through something step by step 
and showing you exactly what to do. It's a lot less intimidating than just, I have to read these instructions and figure out how this happens. Um, so that's my tip is to find a class that's going to help you do the thing that you want to do. Like Meg, I'm sure that you would love taking a class at the Colorado Shoe yeah. School because they already oh, have I all would. of the, they yes. have all of the tools. They'll talk you through everything. If you're really worried about the rivets, they'll do them themselves or I'll do them for you <laughs> or something like that. But, um, I mean that, that's the way to do something that's really really complicated in my opinion mm-hmm. and then once I you know to how to do it that, it's less scary yeah i need to make that a priority when i next go to colorado yeah I, I need to do that yeah you know i don't have anything like mind-boggling for this um but my tip would be just to start because i feel like I am, I'm an overthinker and uh-huh. I will build something up in my head and just think about how challenging it'll be. And, you know, just, and that will get it such in the way, like you don't have to jump in and, and do the hardest parts first, like just, just start. And I, I think, you know, that probably, um, that relates to the business side of things for me because I, it was something I thought about for forever And then it was like, you know, I can start at whatever pace I want. I don't have to jump Mm -hmm. in whole hog and have this be like the biggest thing ever. I can control the pace. And I think that was a, that was a good life lesson for me to just think about other challenges in that way. Um, That like, there's a lot that you're in control of and, um, you know, just, just kind of push off the edge, just start. Yeah. Well, and I like what you said about pace, too, because mm-hmm. um, because I think when you're doing something that's challenging, especially if you're feeling through it yourself, it's really useful to be able to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to work on this until it's not fun anymore or until I start feeling yeah. really intimidated. And then I'm going to put it down and I'm going to walk away and I'm going to come back to it when I'm feeling excited about it again. You can perhaps make a wool fully lined wool coat in a day. I believe that's totally mm-hmm. possible for people who aren't Meg even, but um, you don't have to. You can mm-hmm. spend oh, yeah. two months making that wool coat little step by little step, whatever you need to get you through what you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. For me, I find I work like I do work better under pressure too so for what works for me is I do set these deadlines and mm-hmm. I procrastinate them and then I start and I just I know I and I just you're not thinking to like I don't know that's just how I work and function um so approaching it just make a deadline and then procrastinate it and then just <laughs> so then your fear about the impending deadline is thicker than your fear about the project exactly and you can just do it well, and I love it. I I think that leads to one more tip is know how you work because that yeah. that would not work well for me, but it works great for Meg. And, you know, f- figure out figure out how you function best and and try to plan it around that because you know yourself better than anyone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Any uh any tips for tracking your progress? Like how you're getting better? How do you think you're you've been getting better? 
this was this was my addition because it's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially as I said, like being a beginner at something else and thinking about my relationship with sewing. And like, I don't know if I a I don't know if I'm actually getting better. I think that there because once you've been doing something for so long, you kind yeah. of you lose track of like before and after. You just I don't know. Maybe for me, it's probably that I just move on to the next project and um, too quickly. But um, yeah, so I was I was thinking about that in relation to sewing. I, d- I don't know that I'm getting better. I don't know that I need to get better. Maybe I'm as good as I need to get. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's like I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I have no idea if I'm getting better yeah. or not. But what I do know is that when I undertake these challenges, I'm usually really happy with the results and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm good at sewing and I don't know that I've ever thought about that before but it's true I am I'm good at sewing Mm -hmm. and that's good enough for me yeah I surprise myself all the time like if I like even just like some little things that I do I'm like wow like that actually looks pretty good like I'm constantly surprised myself but I do like look back at some things that I've sewn like Mm -hmm. more than 10 years ago in fashion school and I'm like wow like I don't know if I could do that again (laughs) like but then again my like I was sewing a lot different things back then like um you know we did a whole evening where semester and like all these like things or when I used to even work at uh I was interning at uh, a purse making so I was being so many cool purses and I was like I don't I I like, I don't know. It's just different, but it's interesting to think about, like, just getting better. Um, I think I'm just getting different. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and there's some of that in my world, too, doing costumes and then moving yeah. to, you know, everyday stuff. Um, like I said, I could make a corset. I don't make yeah. a corset, but I could make yeah. a corset. Um, and there are a lot of things that I could make that I don't make anymore. But I know that I could make them because I did make them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I think about my gymnastics days. I'm like, oh, what I used to do, like, you know, back walkovers and stuff. I'm like, I mean, I could. I won't try, but I, I yeah. could. <laughs> I, know how, I know what my body needs no. to do in order to do this. I don't know if my body's capable of it anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Wow. Just something to think about, too. Like, I don't know. It just struck me because – with other hobbies like with skating you can see progress it's yeah so quickly mm-hmm. and now i'm kind of slowing down like getting better and stuff um with it but and then i was like i don't even i don't know if i think about sewing in those terms at all anymore um but yeah. i don't know it's kind of sad because of course we are all getting better the more we do and um the more different types of projects we try and I don't know I think I kind of like take that for granted a little bit that like Mm -hmm. it's a skill that you know people work on and like work to get better and I I don't know it's it's shouldn't take it for granted it always surprises me when somebody you know compliments something that I've made or I say yeah oh I made that and they're like you did like yeah. they can't even wrap their head around it. I had a, uh-huh. I think I've told this story before, but I have a young cousin who once complimented my purse and I said, thanks, I made it. And she looked at me, she goes, how? 
because they like it was so beyond her comprehension of how I possibly could have made that and uh uh, yeah I don't know that always it it always kind of brings it home to me again that you know this is a skill that not everybody has and Mm -hmm. um, it is something to be proud of totally yeah and when the apocalypse hit you know it's a skill it's a usable skill yes totally I I think once I'm so. like up <laughs> weaving my my own yes! fabric and then yes! sewing it, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. Between between always, sewing and yeah. soap making, I'm gonna be in so much demand during the apocalypse. Yeah, oh, yeah. somebody oh, else yeah. better be cooking, but I will. Yeah, it's the one it's well, I Julie and I love zombie movies and it's the one thing when you see kind of them like rebuilding, like kind of like a you know, um yeah but like a community and you yeah and I was like oh, I would be like they're all out there they have so many rips in their car I'm like I can mend that and I'm like I would be fast <laughs> and I always think <laughs> I know well they have like some sewing machines in those scenes because it's not accurate like somebody's got to sew right mm-hmm. yeah, need to be represented yeah <laughs> and, like repurposing like web yeah, leather because the zombie teeth can't get through like the leather, and so you can make like full on like you know armor and so. Anyways, the things I think. <laughs> yeah, life skills, life, life skills. skills, and yeah, and challenging yourself to just be better at them so we can <laughs> survive, survive, the survive. <laughs> yes. All right, that was I a great question, guys. Full circle. <laughs> Way to bring it home, Meg. I, I, I feel like we can't, we can't. We can't do more than that, and we need to move on to sewing spell. <laughs> it's going to go downhill. All right. So it's time for our sew inspo segment, which is where we talk about what's giving our, us our sewing inspiration at the moment, assuming we have some, which we may not because we may have sewn 10 coats and we might be a little uh, demotivated. But um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, so anyway, no, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Megan, do you have a sew inspo this week? No. <laughs> I was telling you before we started recording, like I forced myself to do like an upcycle. I was doing one of my fashion fashion sewing lives, and I turned like a dress into a skirt. It, it felt like it took everything out of me, and I all I did was like <laughs> cut the top, and I I inserted an invisible zipper, and then it's still like I haven't even put away like my core. Like I'm just like. Yeah, but my so inspo right now is actually um, like even buying a house, like even storage is still a factor. Like since we, since we got a split level, the basement really doesn't have a lot of storage. And like I do a lot like my studio, like in my spare bedroom, the closet filled with sewing stuff yeah <laughs> there's machines there's boxes there's fat like and even the closet here so I actually we got um like an external storage locker like uh so mm-hmm. I'm gonna be my sew inspo is to be reorgan like decluttering my studio and like thing like fabrics bins of fabrics that I don't use as often like seasonal I'll like rotate it into the storage locker so that's kind of my inspo right now just kind of um doing that yeah. <laughs> like even though yeah. Like I do like filming, but I don't always need like lights set up all that. Like I have like six lights and I don't need six lights in my studio right. at all times. And so it's just, my inspo is just. No, that's a great way to, yeah, that's, that's a great way to take yeah. a break from sewing and, yeah. and use yeah. it to do something that's not sewing, but will make your sewing practice yeah. a little easier when you, when you're inspired again. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just like my fat, like my shelves are just like full where I just have like fabric just shoved in various Tupperware and I just need to <laughs> organize them and categorize them. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's my sew inspo. Cool. It's just the thought, like, yeah, I'm just sewn out. I'm still sewn out. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Amanda? Are you sewn out yet? Um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm very close to being sewn out and <laughs> it's a good thing because I'm mostly done. Um, and with prepping for this show, it's coming up this weekend. I do think I will need to take... after this episode or before yes. this episode is released. It's, it's um, true. Um, so maybe by the time this launches, I'll be feeling rejuvenated. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to take a little break. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I need long because I still had lots of ideas and lots of things that I just didn't get to. Um, but I, I am feeling a little sewn out. I spent the day like making scrunchies, which was the thing I said I wouldn't do for this craft fair, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so I don't, I don't think I actually have a sew inspo. That's okay. I feel terrible. No, no. Truthful. Then truthful is absolutely fine. Um, I am, I'm just, I'm working on my Bridgerton dress. It's going slowly because I'm trying to figure out how it's going together at the moment. I also made my Pagosa shorts, uh, which I said I was going to make, and nice. I love them. Oh, they are fun. wonderful. Um, but the one little thing that I am feeling sort of inspired to do right now, I have this pair of Pagosa pants that I love, but um, when I chose my waistband elastic, I chose poorly, and I chose a soft waistband elastic that um, just folds right up in that waistband mm-hmm. oh, and so it's yeah. so they're always kind of uncomfortable to wear and um i've i had anchored them in at the side seams and so i've always been like there's nothing i can do about this but i have leftover elastic from my pagosa shorts and i am bound and determined that i am going to find a way to pull that old waistband elastic out of there and put in some new waistband elastic so that i enjoy wearing those pants before I go on this trip. That is my goal. I salute you. I salute you. I think that's great. Like, I mean, I I wonder that about, like, elastic waist pants. I've, I mean, I have some that I've worn for years and years and years. And, like, I maybe they have stretched out and I've just enjoyed the stretchiness of them. But, like, I, I love going back in and giving something, like, a little bit of a refresh and some new life. Yeah. It's not the most mm-hmm. glamorous kind of sewing, no. but like no. so it's, useful. It's not it's not a glamorous sew inspo at all, but I'm sitting here very yeah. comfortably in my in my Pagosa shorts and I'm thinking, wouldn't it be nice if I was just as comfortable in those Pagosa pants yeah. made with the exact same pattern? So I'm going Comfort to Comfort is worth it. Yeah, For sure. I'm, so I'm gonna do that. And I might have to reset sew the side seams in the waistband in the end because um, I, you know, hid the, the tacking and the side seams and I mm-hmm. might have to take the whole thing apart, but I'm going to figure out a way to do it and it's going to be great. Awesome. Could you, sometimes when that happens to me, um, if the fold over happens, I do like the, the stitching all around in like a circle. I could, but I'd Would have to get it to unroll long enough to actually do that. <laughs> and mm. I'm telling you this. 
this elastic. Is it like it rolled beyond? Be- it's rolled beyond belief. It is so. Oh, rolled. that's annoying. Like it's it's so, so rolled now that I can that's sit. That's happened I to can, me. I can sit there and I can try to unroll it, and I I can't because I can like mm. maybe oh, do it, like but by the time on. I get the center front unrolled, the side side seams are starting to roll again it's just it's it's bad yeah. so could could you pin it like as you roll pin i've done that before too so it stays like unrolled and then i keep the pins in because i've do i've done this a lot to ready to wear like when i bought pants from stores and the elastic rolls like i've done that to sweatpants before mm-hmm. a lot if i find them rolling i'll think about there it is nothing worse yeah i feel like i want to i feel like i want to just if, pull it out and replace it then yeah, you do that because not a lot, not all elastic is created equal. No, oh, no, it's, not. it's definitely not. It's definitely no. not. And I, I made yeah. a mistake. I was like, it's going to be, it's so soft. It's going to be so wonderful. Mm, it is yep. not. Yep. Yep. So there's a tip mm-hmm. for you all. Soft waistband elastic is great if it's an exposed waistband, but don't put it in something. It just doesn't work that way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've. Yeah, I've done that before too with an elastic waist. If it's like too tight, you're like, oh, like these would be so much more comfortable if the elastic wasn't so tight. And then you're like, oh, like I guess I have to un, you know, and then yeah, yeah rethread. It. But it feels so like you get a whole new garment back. Yes, exactly. Like it, is, it does it. It's rewarding, and no one yeah. will ever know, but you will be. You will know comfortable I will be so and happy. feeling great. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. my that's my inspiration right now this mm-hmm. messing with my pants yeah all right I had to, yeah i had to do actually a similar alteration to my dad's shorts he brought over some lululemon shorts that um like he liked the fiddle but the elastic was too tight on him and like he's mm-hmm. like i just wish i could use like the there's a drawstring he's like there's a drawstring i so i don't know why i need this elastic so I, he tried to the funniest thing is he had to he tried to fix himself so not only did i have to repair it's oh, wrong. No. DIY elastic I know. So I had to, I cut a V and I added in like a V of a lap because, oh my gosh, it was, it was like surgery, <laughs> but it all worked out <laughs> and he was very satisfied, but man, oh man. That is what, that is what some of these repairs feel like sometimes though, isn't it? It's like I surgery. Know. It's like clothing surgery. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You got to go in with minimal damage. You got to repair and then you have to Sew it back up. It's yep. like we're we're basically surgeons. Yes, fabric surgeons. That's <laughs> I think are. about it all the time. I'm like, why didn't I become a surgeon? Like pretty much the same skills, except you know, I faint when I, I mean, see blood. Yeah, so I was it's gonna a say, I mean, you're not good it's with a blood. Big problem. But yet I think about it all the time. It would have been a different life, but yes, it would. Yeah. All right. Fun well, episode. Was- I feel oh. like. Fun. Do we yeah. win for like most tangents and like most random tangents? <laughs> most random, I think we always yeah. win that. Absolutely. We do. We uh, do. We're winners. All right. We are. We are such winners. And you guys are winners too for listening to us. Yes. So um, <laughs> yes. Thank you for your our two listeners that are still listening. <laughs> you, you are our best winners. So thank you for listening and let's sew. Let's sew. Here We Sew Again is produced by Amanda Carestio, Meg Healy, and me, Kate Zeinard. Find us on Instagram at Here We Sew Again Pod or email us at Here We Sew Again Pod at gmail.com. 
Our show website is shows.acast.com slash here-we-so-again. Thanks for listening. And now it's showtime. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.